super grateful that you're here. We have a little mini two-part series. The first part of this was last week, which we talked about how to know when it's time to move on from a ministry. Very heartfelt, uh, a deeper topic, but an important one. You may not feel that it's time for you to leave your ministry, but I think that it's important to do a vitals check from time to time. Well, this episode is now, let's say that you do decide it's time to leave a ministry. We're going to talk about how to leave a ministry with honor. It's complex and it's challenging, but we're going to give you just a little bit of guidance and a couple of pointers along the way. Well, gang, we're grateful that you're here and let's jump in to how to leave a ministry with honor. All right. Well, Jeff, super grateful that we're here. We're talking about how to leave a ministry with honor. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're not always going to stay at one church for the totality of our working life. It's not always a given, at at least, at the very least. For some people. Some people it is. It's like, hey, you've been here for 27 years. Mm -hmm. Good gracious. Good for you. That's not always the case. That's not always the case. And it's okay that it's not always the case. It is okay. We talked about that a little bit on the last episode. By the way, Mm -hmm. if you haven't checked in... Uh, and you haven't, excuse me, heard the last episode or checked into the last episode, how to know when it's time to move on from a ministry. A lot of great insights there. Today we're talking about, let's say that you have concluded it is time. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about how to leave with honor. Now, Jeff, there are good exits and there are toxic exits. Mm -hmm. And I have, you know, the way, it's so interesting. I would say that uh, uh, this is funny. I haven't shared this with many people that I have the primary ministry of outreach through the amazing chemistry show and science VBS. Mm-hmm. That's a primary ministry of ours. We have another primary ministry, which is leadministry.com, The courses, the coaching, this podcast, that's another primary ministry of mm-hmm. ours. My wife and I have a slightly secondary ministry. It's growing, but we do some speaking to parents through a thing called parentrecharge.com. But watch this. There is a very sub ministry that Sarah and I have, which is working with leaders who have toxic churches and who have left in extraordinarily painful ways. Hmm. It's a very interesting thing. I did not ask for it. (laughs) I didn't plan for it. I certainly didn't seek it out. But God has allowed us to sit with and sit in the ashes of somebody who has been a part of a very painful and toxic exit. And there are good ones. And sadly, there are some that are really, really, really painful. Yeah. Um, today, we're going to talk about how to make it as good as you can. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what, when you leave a church, there, there can be some some bumps that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with some of the toxic exits, sometimes it's due to the church and the toxicity is being done towards you. Sometimes yep. it's as we've seen in news articles and beyond or other churches as well, it's self-imposed mm-hmm. exits that have a toxic nature. Maybe but like because you said, of, a, of of some type of a character mm-hmm. deficiency or exactly. character loss. But yeah, hopefully in this episode we can after maybe spending a season of discernment through the previous episode, mm-hmm. the stuff we talked about, you know, looking ahead to how do we leave with honor and how do we have a good exit, create a, a good exit plan, mm-hmm. a yeah. good exit plan. Uh, th- I think this is an important thing. I don't see many people talking about this a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think people talk about when should I leave, but in terms of the pragmatics for how to leave, I don't think I think it's I think it's a wide open topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are good exits and there are toxic exits, and we want to have you, the ministry leader, if you end up deciding to leave, you could know how to leave as graciously as possible and leave with as much honor towards God, and as far as it depends on you, honor with people. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, I think it's important to point out that let's say that you've discerned, like for you, you took on an eight-month, eight-and-a-half-month process, because if anybody hasn't listened to the last episode, we did talk a little bit about my exit from my church. I was on staff for 10 years, and then I, I felt it was time to move on and do what I'm currently doing now. That was an exit. And Jeff, you are have just come off of an eight-and-a-half-month process of discerning that mm-hmm. it was time to exit, and last weekend was your last was your last uh, Sunday at the church. Yeah, so it's probably that eight and a half months probably started about a year and a half ago and this May or so talked with our senior pastor and then subsequently the kind of follow-up plan, which some of these bullets that we get to are, yeah. Relevant I, to you? Relevant to the last few months and then um, was on kind of through the summer calendar with yes. youth and things. It just kind of made sense calendar-wise. It did. To... Uh, stick it through through this past Sunday and here we are my wife and I are moving on Saturday and yeah it's a kind of a whirlwind to say the least it is and um I I have to say I'm proud of you I'm proud of you first of all for discerning and taking a long approach to think about wow is this is this a season for us to stay or to move I appreciate that uh I have I've also appreciated that this has been a good exit I've seen literally dozens and dozens and dozens who have been unbelievably toxic and unbelievably painful and the darker sides of the church have come out and it's so painful Mm -hmm. we ought to be known by like they'll know you by your love Mm -hmm. and i've seen churches who have done the opposite so this has been a good exit Uh, it's probably not without its bumps yeah there's been moments and there's obviously quite a bit of sadness we we love our church yeah and the 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 people but have yeah we'll be moving kind of closer to some family and friends back home in minnesota and have just felt that this is a a time for that and there's obviously more layers and context that sure sure. we don't need to spend a few hours on the podcast talking about but there is we did talk about some of that in the last mm -hmm. episode and yeah there's pieces of it essentially to bring everybody up to speed who didn't listen to the last episode what I respect about is that you had sensed that it was time to leave, even though you don't have something that you're going toward. Mm-hmm. You were like, hey, you know what? I just feel like, like our season here is is completed. And I, I think it's time for us to move on. But you don't have a thing that you're going to quite yet yeah. that hasn't been revealed. God mm-hmm. hasn't shown you. You don't have the next job. But mm-hmm. your commitment to being a man of integrity and saying, I'm sensing that our time here is done. That's a hard thing to do, but I respect that you were listening. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, this leads us to our first point. When we decide that our time is actually officially over and we're announcing that to our supervisor or to our senior leaders or to our senior pastor, you have to own the idea that you are absolutely at that point releasing control. You as an individual, as soon as you're saying, hey, I think it's probably time for me to move on. Once you've announced that to your senior leadership team that you're going to be leaving, you have officially given over control to how this process will proceed. Mm -hmm. 
as soon as you open your mouth and you tell them that, that you're discerning that it's time for you to move on, you have immediately lost all control as to how the process will play out. You could be let go immediately. That's, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. You could be asked to stay for the next six months and make a transition plan. The interesting thing is that's, that's, not, that's now no longer up to you. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Yeah. I can admit I kind of was a little ignorant to this in going into my conversation with okay. our senior pastor in that at the end, I was kind of hit with that like, oh, well, I guess, yeah, what did I think was going to happen? Of course, the ball is rolling now. And of course, yeah. now now begins the the process. And I'd probably been working it up in my head so much about the, the conversation itself that I forgot. Oh, yeah, something's got to happen after. And the, the ball's going to be rolling. I was like, oh, this is fast feeling and scary. And it's happening. And it's, all, happening. it's happening. But yeah. Yeah. So it I'd, it would have been nice maybe to hear this podcast before that. But <laughs> nothing crazy. But yeah, it really is that moment of, OK, yeah, Mike's going to meet with the board and I'm, I'm kind of giving up control and I'm and trusting them and, and want to continue to serve. Because it could have happened where it's like, man, we totally get that. It's going to be best for us as an organization to we're like we'll pay you for the next six weeks, but your 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 time is now finished in terms of direct ministry. We're going to bring mm-hmm. somebody else in as fast as we can. Who knows? Yeah, and yeah, that wasn't so this that current, isn't what our we did. current situation, no. but it could happen. And so uh, realizing, yeah, you have to just so, hopefully, like you are in your prayer life and your relationship with God where you're approaching this with open hands. Yes. You're going to continue to give that gift to your senior leadership and say, here's what God's been doing on my heart. At least that's my story. Here's what God's been doing, whether it's maybe here's what I see next and maybe have more details, different context, but being able to say again, open hands, how can I continue to serve the church? Right. And the leadership, because I'm not trying to make this about me. Understood. And I want to serve and, that that's why Make I've appreciated for the church as possible. That's even why I've it's appreciated. Not fun for everyone, probably. That's why I've appreciated you, Jeff. Yeah. Because you went in and said, I'm, "I've been discerning for a period of time that I don't know that this is necessarily where I like this may be coming to a close, and I am now at your disposal for how you want this to wrap up." Mm-hmm. That's ended up how it happened. Yeah, and there could potentially be space for further conversation or. Oh yeah, like, they could. You could adjust like, things. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, our next next little bullet point that we have written down for today uh, says this. So this is, of course, you've gone in, you've alerted them that this is, you know, your 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 time is going to be done. You're now at their liberty to say it's immediate, or it's in six months, or it's in twelve months, or yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Now, your suggested timeline could be the template for how it goes or how it doesn't go. They could discard that. So when I, when I gave my, I had like a little resignation packet, right? Mm-hmm. It was a seven page thorough document that gave a, you, you're laughing. It's not surprising yeah. for how Josh does things. Yes. Yeah. It was a seven page thorough document that laid out the state of the ministry from mm-hmm. where I was. It laid out um, who I suggested should take over certain areas. Mm-hmm. Like I even had percentages of where we were in terms of like volunteer fulfillment. Yeah. We had 63% successful in this area we're, we're still behind this like i gave them the whole state of the nation so to mm-hmm. speak for our ministry area i gave out suggestions who i thought should uh, replace me 
I gave three different suggestions and I put heavy duty asterisks in front of one and said, this should be your person. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave out a projected timeline because I know they're busy men. Yeah. And I said, hey, here's what I suggest could be a, 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 a doable timeline. Mm-hmm. All of that was a suggestion. Mm-hmm. This is not, I'm not the Come, steerer of this ship any exactly. longer. It's coming from the person who has been thinking about, praying about, spending the most time. They, they were clueless that I was thinking, thinking about, about this. All of it. Well, not just the, the transition, but you are the sole person who thinks the most about your ministry and That's prays right. the most That's about right. your ministry. That's and right. so hopefully there's that holds some weight to them but also like we just mentioned it's releasing control and they have the ability to say thank you you. i appreciate all of this to see where we're at that's incredible we're actually going to take it a slightly different direction and and that so then what i've not literally i've counseled scores of people about this Mm -hmm. this 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 happens people will get a hold of me out of nowhere Right and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Would you be willing to talk to me? Of course. Again, this is like the side ministry that Sarah and I have. Mm-hmm. And what I say to them is, given the idea that you might be released immediately, do you have? You got to get real practical here. Do you have enough finances? Is your fa- one of the first questions I ask somebody is, mm-hmm. is your family utterly dependent on this income, or do you have enough slush? and margin that if in fact you do, if you are released immediately, then are you gonna be okay? Because mm-hmm. you may be thinking in your mind, well certainly, you know, they're gonna take into consideration that I need the next six months as a transition. Oh, 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 oh. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Maybe, but not Maybe. necessarily. But you're, you have just released control. Yep. So, and I also wanna say, like the church is an organization. Let's push pause for a minute. Like they are run by people, that's fine, but it is an organization and they should do that which is in the best interests of that organization. Mm-hmm. Now, should they take into consideration other people who have served amongst them? Yes, but ultimately they are looking out for what do we need to do to carry on and not miss a beat. So I ask people, what do your finances look like? Can you afford to be terminated on the spot. And if you can't, then do a little bit more legwork to either find yourself a new job and hold on for a little longer or um, or just be prepared to be without a job. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that can happen immediately. Yeah. So bottom line, your best plan, um, uh, you know, is just to have a killer exit document that has done as much of the thinking for your leaders as possible. Stick with me. This comes out of like the course lead out. I mean, not directly. Uh, there will be a course, by the way, I have it already kind of scripted out a little bit for lead exits, Jeff, hmm. where it would give some of that documentation that you could fill in, um, you know, the state of the nation. You, It's just a starting point yeah. for how to exit. It's going to cover some of these things we've covered on the podcast and more. I gave this killer document to my leaders as a framework because in the excess of their busyness, which they were, they just might lean into my suggestions mm-hmm. because somebody has already thought about it. Yeah, They ended up going with, by and large, a lot of the suggestions that I laid, though that was not promised, right? Mm-hmm. The, best way to, the best way to steer the process after you've given your resignation or notice is of course through that exit document. Mm-hmm. So you've given your suggestions and the rest is up to them. Yeah. 
Hey, friends, I hope you're enjoying today's podcast and that you are a regular listener. If the podcast is proving to be helpful to you in your ministry, I want to invite you to go deeper. I've created nearly a dozen full-length video courses about all of the major topics for ministry success. Lead volunteers, lead outreach, lead interns, lead productively, and so many more. You can have access to every course I have ever created, plus all of the upcoming courses we are getting ready to create at leadministry.com. I would be honored to be your guide and to take you and your leadership to the next level. Go to leadministry.com to learn more. And if you use the promo code podcast, you can take an additional 20% off. Check it out at leadministry.com. And now, back to the podcast. Now, I want to talk briefly, because this next part is, is complex. You've, you've made it known that you are going to be leaving and there's usually a timeline by which the senior leadership is going to disclose this to different groups. Maybe it's going to go to the board first. Maybe mm-hmm. it's going to go to the staff next. Maybe it's going to go to your key volunteers next. And then it's going to go to the entire church. Mm-hmm. So there's this progressive release of that information. This is a common thing that's going to happen in a church. Fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for us it was talk to Mike, then followed up to talk to, well he talked to the board then, yes. then talked to the staff and then following Wednesday talked to all my leaders before youth group talked to the students on Wednesday at youth group while I was talking an email that we'd written up went mm-hmm. out to mm-hmm. all the parents during youth group Thursday was our adult small group day so I talked to our small group and then that Sunday we told the church and it fell fast but like that was the progression yes that was yes. decided upon and i was happy to go through and it was almost better that it kind of happened fast instead of understood. dragging out to some degree understood so this this progressive release of this information mm-hmm. is 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 normal and it's good you're not in control of that either mm-hmm. that's going to be dictated and that's fine now here's the thing that i think is important as a part of that exit document i created relatively elaborate set of talking points so if somebody asks this question let's all let's all like here's here's how we could answer that mm-hmm. if somebody asks this question here's how we could answer that yeah because watch this the last thing that you want as you're exiting is for misinformation unnecessarily to go out mm-hmm. and people are going to be like okay what now why are you leaving well, I don't want to all of a sudden go, oh, well, let me come up with what I'm going to say right now. Yeah. And so what I did is I worked ahead and I created the rationale. And here's probably a couple of common questions people are going to ask. Mm-hmm. And I pre-answered those. That was a part of my exit document so that those leaders could be teed up for success. My senior leaders, mm-hmm. my superiors, they could be teed up for success when somebody came to them. Yeah. In addition, I provided that to my staff who I had been working with. Here's kind of the, the like, if somebody asks, because somebody's going to come to you and say, hey, why is Josh leaving? Mm-hmm. And they may say, is he going to continue to go to church here? And I had a great, succinct answer for mm-hmm. why I wasn't going to continue to go to church there. Yeah. 
and it, and all of a sudden it 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 released the drama and trauma of unnecessary uh, gossip mm-hmm. or or innuendo or insinuation mm-hmm. because some people will be like ooh they're kind of when I asked that question they were kind of stumbling there's got to be a story exactly or even yeah the uh, I don't know yeah I guess I'm not quite sure and how that can be interpreted how that in can be interpreted 50 different ways exactly and so this yeah. is how this is how a healthy exit goes to the mm-hmm. point where I'm on the board and when Mike told us one of my first things to help guide the board was immediately Mike come up with talking points mm-hmm. this is not this Which, is not all of a sudden like we're like oh how are we going to spin this far from it there was nothing to be spun no it's just clarity just clarity mm. Jeff yeah so he sent that out to all the staff and some of those people because again it's a big transition it's a big transition we need to have staff has been there for eight years like it's a it's a big deal and so just having clarity with leaders again this was such a a good healthy transition this may not be the case i I certainly like you said there's many circumstances where this isn't normal unfortunately but yeah i mean came up with those talking points and then the last one was just always like go Feel, go talk, go to, talk Jeff. to Jeff about it and the permission and freedom to be able to speak and yes. give the honest now, answers. I don't is, know if I told you this. I think I did, but I'm one of the elders, right? And so all of a sudden I had a dad who called me and mm-hmm. was like, yeah. hey, I told you this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, hey, why did you guys tell the youth on Wednesday night before you told the whole church? That seems very backwards. And he was on edge about it. Mm-hmm. And so I knew the answer because we had created this set of talking points and I was able in an informed way to let him know the rationale. And he was like, oh, wow, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And so then watch this. Then he said, are you guys planning to have somebody in place by fall? And that was his real his that was his real concern. Mm -hmm. Right. He was most concerned with that. But this was the leading he led with this other concern. Yeah. You following me? Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, I'm so appreciative of how the church dealt with this. I'm so appreciative that you even said yourself, hey, there's nothing to hide here. Mm-hmm. Like, come talk to me. And we said, literally, I said to this dad, hey, here's the deal. Because he'd been a part of church ministries before. And he thought, mm-hmm. this is something. Everybody thinks that something's going on. Yeah. Typically, because often... Something has gone on. Mm-hmm. Well, this was one of those rare cases, Jeff, where nothing bad had gone on mm-hmm. at all. No infighting, no no drama, no you know slamming of doors. It was I'm oh. moving on. Yeah. And so with this with this dad, it was very encouraging for me to say, hey, if you have any questions, literally go talk to Jeff this Sunday. Mm-hmm. He'll be able to tell you better than me about how he was feeling called. Yeah, I think that's that's something that I know we have a church that we've learned from other churches and much wiser people than us since the beginning we've wanted to just be over clear if that makes sense so no matter what the situation is we want to do our best to give clarity and so that's the reasoning behind kind of every every bit of this like from whether there was a scandal or not we're going to be clear about it and we're not going to try to brush anything under the rug we're not going to try to PR this to death yeah go like the openness to say, go talk to Jeff about it. Like, here's here's uh, what he said, and we love him. Go talk to him. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing to hide, as opposed to churches, and I'm telling you, man, 
There's a lot of people out there listening to this thing and they're like, oh, if I only wish that my church had handled this so well. Mm -hmm. I get it. There have been staff members who had a gag order who were not allowed to say anything to anybody lest their um, severance pay and their insurance was cut off immediately. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's super unhealthy. Yeah, I've heard that happening before. No question. Well, now what I want to talk about briefly is this idea of tell the truth always, but use discernment. And so I, my wife and I, we, we felt compelled to tell the truth as to why we were leaving, but we used discernment. Let me, let me make sense on this. Not everyone is created equal in terms of their need to know and their ability to genuinely support you in this process. Let me say this again. Maybe let's say five people come to me. Mm-hmm. And they want to know, hey, man, I heard you're leaving. What's going on? Okay. Of those five people, one is an absolute hardcore deep insider who's known me for 20 years. We've been in small groups together and our families are super tight. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to that person. I'm, I'm not going to be any less truthful, but a person who I barely know who is just a church congregant who wants to know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a different level of an explanation for that person over the deep insider. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that I've helped prepare people with is you're going to encounter at least three different people. One, deep insiders who truly, truly, truly deeply care about you. Two, people who who know you, they've served with you and they like you, and they're just curious if what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then there's a third group of people who they are... Um, curious with darker motives Mm -hmm. that they are like you know they want the dirt yeah and i can pick up on those people and i'm going to be truthful always but i'm also going to use a serious amount of discernment and i'm also going to look at somebody and go you know what they don't really need to know anymore Mm -hmm. and so i have it's not whitewashed because i'm not covering anything up i am being truthful but that doesn't mean that i need to share the entire elaborate story amen Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and, you know, Jeff, I don't want to get too far into this because I want to close the podcast in just a, in just a bit, but not everybody handles it well mm-hmm. when you announce that you're leaving. Mm-hmm. And I know for us, um, it, it, was, it was surprising. It was surprising who was as supportive as they were and who kind of had a reaction that was, that was I mean, nothing bad happened, uh, but it was... It was just interesting to see the different people's responses. And I know for you, a couple people who were pretty darn close to you, they didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was hard. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that uh, um, it, it, here's the thing. Here's my, my takeaway on that. The reason that it's, that it's hard on people is because you loved them well, Jeff. Because you knew them, you cared about them, you poured into their life, you made a difference, and your exit was hard for them mm-hmm. and they were like listen w- whenever somebody reacts in a way that is harsh and angry they just don't know what to do with themselves mm-hmm. and i think jeff that the, the people who were upset or hurt it's because you had loved them well and they were like wait a minute why is this wonderful comfort blanket being stripped from me I don't want this guy to leave. That's a tough thing about ministry transition. Yep. Like, from good exits to toxic exits. 
that there's relationships, people and relationships yep. and spiritual development that's been done oftentimes for years yep. and years on end. And you're a huge piece of somebody's life. It's hard. So for, for anyone listening and cons- like, yeah, it doesn't health and good exits don't always mean a lack of sadness or right. It's, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be even be upset at times. That doesn't mean God doesn't have his hand in it. But I think, yeah, ultimately as I think how to leave a ministry with honor, the, the thing I tried to keep at the forefront was how, how do I support the church? Well, and not, wow. not try to make this about me in any way. Always point back to, I'm so thankful for how Mike and the staff have been supportive along the way. And, uh, the elders and like you and beyond. And when I can honor the church and remind people that they are a part of something incredible, mm-hmm. it allows, I mean, it's just a win for the church, little C, big C church. It's a win for the kingdom. And so if you're considering or you've already considered and you're wondering how to leave with honor, I think the, again, not in an untruthful way, but the, the best, if, if you truly don't believe you can support your church, that's a whole different podcast. Mm-hmm. But if you're leaving something that, that you believe in and, and trust that God is working through the, the best that you can continue to pour into that on your way out to, to remind people of that again, ministry isn't about you or the individual mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. about getting closer to jesus and whoever's in that role their job is to point people towards jesus all that yeah well Can you know jeff what i gotta say is i i really do mean this eye to eye you did a good job you really did this was not a none of this is easy mm-hmm. but you did a good job revision church did a good job but you yourself you did a good job. The things that you just shared that you want to make sure that you honor the church, that you want to honor the process, you want to honor disciple making, you really have done all of those things. I, mm. I can't imagine a better transition. So as a friend, good job. Well, thanks. Yeah. And I hopefully these, again, this would have been a good podcast to have about six months ago for me, but <laughs> do, doing some of those things. You know like, what though, Jeff, I got to say, the reason this is an effective podcast is because we're doing it with you. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, releasing control, just having having put thought into it beforehand. Like, here's again because you're the person who thinks and prays and cares most about your ministry. Here's where we're at and where I see it going. Take it as you will. Yes. Suggestions. Yes. And yeah, just being honest, using discernment. Yeah. And and the final thing that I want to say, let's. I want to close with this. Let's imagine that you are in not a glorious, hard, but glorious exit. This is a really good story, Jeff. It's it's, it's ending well. Thank Mm -hmm. God. Not all of them are that way. Mm -hmm. If you are in a toxic situation and you're leaving super, super, super wounded and the church did you wrong and they made you do this weirdo gag order thing and they stood up and they told what what I would call, they, they did what I would call righteous deceit. Mm-hmm. And they were deceitful to the church. And they said, oh, Billy is, we're so excited for him. He's going on to something new. God is calling him. Well, God is calling him because you fired him. Right? I've seen that happen mm-hmm. dozens of times. And so I call that righteous deceit. You're actually lying on stage, yeah. making a non-truth about why this person is actually leaving. That's extremely hurtful. So stick with me. If that's you or you've seen somebody, I want to speak to this. Now, this next analogy can be used for anything but I want to put it under the terms of when you're leaving a toxic church situation. 
I call it stirring the jar of dirty water. Now, I want to envision Jeff taking a mason jar, right? Like a canning jar, Mm -hmm. going outside and scooping up some just good old regular dirt out of your backyard, plopping it inside and then filling it to the top with water, putting on the little clasp thing, the little, and then Mm -hmm. screw the lid down. And I want you to shake that sucker with all you got. Shake, shake, shake. And the water is now completely dirty. And then I want you to set that down and don't touch it. But I want you to take note of by the hour, by the half day, by the day, how long it actually takes for that water to completely have the, um, the, the, the dirt settle out because Mm -hmm. the dirt is not going into solution. It's actually called a suspension, whatever. There's your science term (laughs) for the day, Mm -hmm. but that, that dirt over time, it's going to settle back out and it's going to be, you're going to be able to see right through it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the stirring up and then you set it down and it chills. Great. So what I want to tell you is this, be cautious about, about retelling the hard things and the the harm that's been done to you over and over and over. There's a difference between processing and for clarity's sake and revisiting, which results in Mm rewounding. So retelling sometimes everything is calmed down. Your soul has quieted now. And then somebody calls you on the phone and like, Hey, what's going on here? And then you actually re-engage in such a way that you pick up that jar and you stir <laughs> it all up again. And then you set it down and you're, you're re-traumatized mm. and you're re-messed up. And there is a long period of time before that is going to settle down and your soul has been shaken again. Mm-hmm. And who did the shaking? I did by retelling this story and reliving it all over again. Mm-hmm. There are, there are, Again, we talked about this, three or four buckets, deep insiders, close volunteers, people you know in the general church population, some of which are trying to find drama and dirt and, 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 and you need to sift those people out. My point is this, if you've been through a harmful or hard church exit, find but a few people, maybe a counselor, maybe a couple close to you to process this, but don't overshare because you're simply going to be picking up that jar and stirring it so much that you're going to lose clarity and you're going to be completely clouded almost all the time. Jeff, does that make sense? It does. I think ultimately if you can, no matter what your situation is, if you can try to glorify Jesus Mm. in how you respond, you're probably winning. So even through you, you are furious at how your church is handling a situation. You can still point people to Jesus in the, if you're, you can follow a quote unquote gag order and say, you know what, I, yeah, the church, they asked me not to talk about it. I don't love how this is all being handled, but you know what? I'm still following Jesus, and That's right. I hope you can do that, whether it's here or something. Like, you can still point people to Jesus and honor him as much as you, like, I can feel the the angst and the desire to shake the jar. <laughs> like, yeah. someone goes, let me tell you what, this actually happened, and this happened. Let me, another thing. How's that going to help? There's, like, a desire in us yes. to shake the jar because we're mad. Yeah. But you just said it. Yeah. How is that going to help? Ultimately, we want to be kingdom influencers. Now, I want to say this on the flip side, and my wife would agree with me on this. Mm-hmm. I am going to tell the truth. Yeah. I am not going to stand behind deceit. That's Yes, that's a good I, clarifier. Not, I, I, and, and I can do it in a godly way. Mm-hmm. I can do it in a non-malicious way. 
But we learned that we will tell the truth, yeah. that we are not going to hide a bunch of things. That is my commitment to God Almighty, not to this human institution yep. and not to these human pastors who, in one case or another, may or may not be telling the truth. Exactly. I'm my commitments to the Lord. And so and I can tell the truth in a way that is not maligning another, mm-hmm. but is honoring. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of that's another whole podcast. But mm-hmm. Jeff, God bless you. I love you, buddy. And I hope that we are going to continue to do the podcast together with your insights. And, you know, I don't know if everybody knows this, but Jeff has been the faithful fella who 300 episodes in is the one who is continuing to edit these podcasts. Um, he does a great job. I trust his video skills. I trust his um, his discernment with the podcast. It's been fun. Ton of fun. Very, very, very grateful. Yeah. We're not quitting. No, not at all. Not at all. It'll be fun. Well, gang, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Lead Volunteers Podcast. If you are considering an exit, seek to do it with honor. Soon, I'm not sure when, we will be coming out with a brand new course called Lead Exits, which will have all of the resources that we've discussed today. They are created. They've just not been compiled. Gang, we're excited that you're part of our ministry through the podcast, and we will catch you on the next one. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. Before we close, would you do us a favor? We need your help to get the word out about the Lead Volunteers podcast. Three simple steps. First, subscribe. Second, leave a comment. And third, share the link to this episode on social media. Thanks again and keep leading your volunteers.